Hayden, uh, you, you want to engage with me real quick in a little bit of roleplay? Oh, sure. I was having this thought on, on my drive home a little bit ago, and I thought it'd be pretty funny, first of all, if we got any kind of sponsorship, right? <laughs> yeah. But then I thought the, the most likely sponsor that we would end up with is probably like, you know, NordVPN. Honey. Right? Or ExpressVPN. Yeah. Um, and, and I thought, um, if we, if we, <laughs> if we had to do an ad read like that, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm going to go into it. All right. Yep. Uh, this week's episode brought to you by our sponsor, NordVPN. Hey, Hayden, you watch a lot of anime, right? Oh yeah. All the time. You're not still watching anime on North American Netflix like a fucking idiot, are you? Maybe. Yes. <laughs> and that's it. That's the ad read. Oh. <laughs> do you think they'd appreciate that? Uh, No. Also, because you you cursed in the ad read, and you're not supposed to do that. Fair. All right. What if I called you a flippin' idiot? I thought that might be acceptable. I think does I that, think they can roll work? with that one. Yeah. Does that make it through uh, TikTok <laughs> moderation? Yeah. Are you getting nice. around Netflix's inability to post shit weekly? Even though they have started <laughs> doing that, so it's we're, we're we're getting there. We're getting there. Nice. Um, but we're not talking about anime this week. <gasps> probably i don't know you know we're, we're gonna see where it goes right i don't want to um, talk about anime this week it'll just make me sad oh <laughs> uh, no is it is it not good right now is it's anime just bad? a mid is shit season i don't think it's very good dang did it just start oh no it's almost over oh, okay thank god <laughs> <laughs> nice but hayden this week i want to talk about video games <gasps> again yay which yeah i'm pretty sure our last episode was video games but that's 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 our bread and butter and it's a hot moment right now for video games yeah, I'm um, feeling a little cool, but yeah, it's about to heat up again. <laughs> that said, um, there was a there was a couple of live streams last week that happened on the same day. We got a Nintendo Direct, which Woo! I think like a big September Direct is pretty normal for them. It's what people were expecting, especially after Mario Wonder got its own Direct previously. Uh, and then we got uh, we got a, we got a PlayStation State of Play, and I'm gonna be honest, I was I wasn't too impressed with either of the streams. Yeah, because 21st century gaming sucks. <laughs> I think uh, Nintendo and more stuff, but uh, PlayStation, I feel like PlayStation's fumbling a little bit. I mean, other than what? God of War and Horizon? What other like, oh, you gotta play this game. Games have come out for them. Right. Since like the PlayStation 5 has come out. PS4 was really, really strong, and aside from the Xbox One, you know, in general, just, like, that entire launch was a bunch of bullshit from Microsoft's own fault, and it didn't have the game library to back it up. PS4 was really strong for that generation, and uh, I kind of, I thought that PlayStation's saving grace going into this current gen was still going to be their suite of exclusive titles, but they, they have not impressed too much recently. Which, you know, doesn't help on top of how difficult it was to get a PlayStation until this point. Yeah, and at, at this point, it's like, if it wasn't for uh, God of War, um, we'd still not have one, because why? Yeah, and I still haven't played God of War. That's that's your own fault. That's, <laughs> that's no one else's fault but your own. True. Uh, I do, I am going to have to play Spider-Man 2 when it comes out, though. Oh, oh, so I have to give the PlayStation back first? You you get to play it first? 
I didn't say that. I just gotta play it just, at some point. You're gonna let me buy the game and then <laughs> and then be like, "Oh, now that you're done, I'll take it." <laughs> um, so that was like that was kind of the big thing the PlayStation showed off in their stream was they showed some more gameplay for Spider-Man Two. None of which really sold me any more on the game than I already am, and felt like they just needed something to beef up the stream in general. Um, I don't know how much they have shown this before, but I'm pretty sure I knew this was the thing. They got a fucking wingsuit in this game, bro. Yeah, I think that that was like the big thing they showed off, right? Was that was that? I don't know if they. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't know if they've actually showed that off before, or if they did, it was just like, oh look, was that a wingsuit? What? But right. they actually but showed like gameplay of it. A standard traversal option to use with the web slinging. Yeah. Very which cool. Which are, yeah, that'll be a, an interesting new dynamic speed some stuff up a little bit i would think. and they they talked about um i guess kind of similar to gta 5 honestly you can switch on the fly between uh peter parker and miles morales and then on top of that added two more new york boroughs to the game map oh jeez. Um, which i think says a lot about adding the much quicker traversal option of the wingsuit and you know moving in spider-man was already a joy I can't wait. It's it's moving into like its final form of being the triple A current gen version of Predator, not Predator, um, Prey, <laughs> the opposite, <laughs> the uh, the open world like symbiote sort of uh, yeah. slasher video game. Remember that one, Prey? Kinda. I never cool played game. Love them, that game. But I know of them. I think it was Prey. I might still be wrong, actually. You think no? Prey was the uh, Bethesda game, right? That is also true. Oh uh, my god, what am I thinking of? The, the cyber suit one that you—it starts with a C. Crisis. No. No. No, I'm still thinking of a different game. Oh uh, Jesus. <laughs> I'll figure it out later, because otherwise my click clack isn't gonna come across on the like. But it was open world game, and you had like a parasite attached to you, Paras- and it could turn into uh, oh. into a giant like swinging blade thing, and yeah. you had like big gorilla arms. What the hell was that game called? Prototype. <laughs> Prototype. Prototype. That's what it was called. That's yeah. why you can't think of it because it's a shitty name for oh a game. Oh my god! <laughs> Such I a love bad that name. game though. And Prototype Two was one of the most fun games I ever played. But Spider-Man reminds me a lot of that. I I don't want to say that Insomniac is taking cues from Prototype, but I'm here for that style of gaming and I'm very excited for it. Nice. All, otherwise, uh, they talked like they talked about Resident Evil Four, which they're adding a VR mode, which is cool, I guess. There was some JRPG nonsense. There's a fucking Avatar game. Yeah, Man. that's what I'm excited for. An Avatar game that's like a a Tomb Raider game. It looks like great, cool, <laughs> fun. The only thing that otherwise really stuck out to me is, like, I'm kind of excited for Helldivers 2 because I really like the first Helldivers. I don't know if I'll ever play it because that's really a game that you gotta play with friends, and I just don't know if I can get people together to play that game. And it's not on Game Pass, so what are we gonna do? <sighs> man, I don't know, man. Asking Buy people it? to spend money. <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, that and then the Devolver's game, Baby Steps. That game looks fun. I'm gonna be real. <laughs> I was skipping through the presentation. I'm like, Jesus Christ, how long are they going to spin on this dude awkwardly trying to walk <laughs> forward? But it, it was pretty entertaining of the, the little bits that I did see of it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they announced like more stuff for the Final Fantasy VII remake, which is um, it's it's actually part two of it, finally. Not just like expansions of DLC. They actually showed off chapter two. And they said it's still going to be on two discs. 
Did they say? Haven't they said also that there's there's more than just the two parts? I think so. Yeah. Which I'm just like, good fucking god! They took one game and they're turning it into three. Yeah, they're they're doing a Hobbit on Final Fantasy VII. Oh, but at least from what I've seen, because I have not played the first remake, um, everything I've heard of people who play it, it's like it's actually like a true remake. It's not just a. It's not like Halo Anniversary. It, it, like they have remade the game and added new parts of story and shit. So, yeah, not only is the story significantly different, and and I and I think I've heard because you know Grand Assault and I also have not played the game, but I'm pretty sure people have said that there's some hints that like the narrative is aware that it's different from the original Final Fantasy VII, so it might be like an alternate universe kind of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's not turn-based. They they took Final Fantasy VII and rebuilt it from the ground up into what Final Fantasy's current version is, which is more of an action RPG kind of thing. Which is why I don't know why I haven't played it yet. Because <laughs> I feel yeah. like I really enjoy it. Yeah, I I would like to play it eventually, but like... Even if I do get over my aversion to RPGs, I just don't like the idea of sitting down and saying, yes, this game is going to be my next 100 hours. Or you could play Persona 5 and it could be your next 300 hours. <laughs> right, which is why I didn't finish Persona 5. Uh, and also why when I tried to play Royale, right, that was the name of the expansion version. Yeah. I, I got to like day two at school and went, I, I don't think I want to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much. And you have to look into so much other stuff to do things successfully and not just have a essentially wasted playthrough. Because I think it's like you're supposed to do New Game Plus with those because it allows you to max out your um like friendship level with people to get their maxed um personas because it's really hard to do that for everybody oh my god that like who's got the time for that shit dude there's so many other games yeah th those are really games built for people that can't afford games like you you, yeah. you get that one game you know you're set for the summer which i feel like is probably a mindset that like we don't really have anymore as gamers yeah Must at least like you know, for for me, for my part, right? Like, I'm I'm super pretentious, and I view playing video games in the exact same lens as consuming art, which is why I want to play so many of them. So I don't want to I don't want to sit and just see one thing. I want to I want to see as much as I can, and I don't want to get stuck in a box. Yeah, I I've I think I've moved away from that a little bit, honestly. Uh, I'm now doing playing stuff to be entertained, I guess, just because yeah. I don't play nearly as many games as I used to. Um, but I also think that's because there aren't nearly as many games that are of very high quality that also e uh, pique my interest. Like, there's a lot of games that keep, continue to come out, don't get me wrong, but they're hitting so many different, like, niche uh, audiences, I feel like, that, I mean, if, it, if it's not something you think you're going to immediately be into, you, it, I'll just pass on it. Where it seems like we had a lot more tri big AAA games that came out that appealed to a lot more people when we were growing up um and now because those kinds of games are so expensive to make like half of them are fucking flops and the ones that aren't flops are usually just fine like that's why it's been so crazy about this year we've had so many games that i feel like are actually worth playing and i'm, I'm trying to play as many of them as i can yeah and you know that's that's kind of a mindset that i'm also 
trying to settle myself into uh, because with uh, the incoming release of Cyberpunk 2.0 and my own shifting perspective on how I approach RPGs, you know, you mentioned playing through Persona and like you don't notice some things or you don't know how important some things are on an initial playthrough. So if you're trying to do all of the content as I normally do, then it can feel like you've wasted a playthrough by not min-maxing, basically, right? Yeah. Uh, but I don't like to replay games because once I play one thing and consume it, I typically want to move on to the next thing. There aren't too many games where I'll sit there and grind out new game pluses. Mm-hmm. So, so like playing rpgs that way is antithetical to my own sort of fucking mode of operation and so with with cyberpunk coming out i'm trying to be different and just be like i know going in that what i am going to get is a unique experience based on my choices and if i miss things then not having that content is as much a part of the gameplay experience as having that thing and i just have to accept that that is going to be my experience and then i will quit yeah i mean that that also kind of i feel like is applicable to like Baldur's gate where you know granted there's a lot more different paths you can go on like that's the whole point of Baldur's gate but you know there's content you're just never you could almost you you could honestly never see just because of how particular your decisions you have to make to see certain things so i i I get that When, when it's games where you know that going in i don't feel nearly as bad um, especially with how, if, if it's a super popular game, you could very easily, uh, you will, you will, maybe not easily, but you will most likely be able to see that content on the internet in some capacity of like, oh my God, look at this crazy thing. You're like, oh, that's cool. I wonder how they did that instead of having to actually experience it yourself. Yeah. Which is, uh, I had a situation like that actually just yesterday because I, I finished playing Blasphemous 2 yesterday. Um, and for the most part, I was like, as I got close to the end and I realized that I started looking stuff up on the wiki or just generally online because it's it's kind of a Souls-like game where it has a bunch of side quests, but you don't get a quest log and how to do them is really esoteric and there's a lot of hidden stuff. Mm-hmm. And once you get to that point, I, I just want to like, I want to look it up and see the thing and just do the thing because I want the content out of my game. Yeah. Um, but I knew that there was like, there was a secret ending and it was tied doing a bunch of side quests and I didn't really want to do that. I was just like, I'll look up the ending later online. It's not that big a deal. Um, but then the second to last boss was so hard that I ended up looking up how to do all those quests so that I could get powerful end game stuff. So I could kind of cheese that boss. Oh, nice. So, so I just ended up spending most of my day pulling up video walkthroughs to get all the collectibles in the game, and I ended up 100%ing the game anyway. Because <laughs> well, that's, that's just that, that's just how I do, I guess. <laughs> and that game's a fucking Metroidvania, which I already am not the biggest fan of that genre. Interesting. But once you're once you're in the mindset, once you're gaming like a real gamer, you just you want the content. You want to see all the game has to offer, you know? Yeah. No, I get that. Speaking of content, yeah. let's switch gears a little bit. Because <gasps> uh, Nintendo had a stream that same day that PlayStation had their state of play. And None while, of it looked appealing to me. Yeah, while it also <laughs> was not like an overly exciting stream, I think it had more to offer. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you got turned on by that peach shit? I did. Oh, I did, in God, fact. don't tell <laughs> <laughs> Um, You know, 
that, you know, it's kind of a good point to start on, though. A lot of Mario. There's a lot of Mario lately. Have you felt that? Have you felt yes. an influx of Mario lately? Yeah. You know why? You know why I feel that way? Not enough Daisy. And it's <laughs> it, this blasphemy cannot stand. Yeah. So let me say up front some things I'm excited about, right? They announced a remake of Paper Mario 2, The Thousand Year Door. Very excited about that. I love that game. And, I and, and you know, classic Nintendo, I feel like up until this point, they have been sitting on money by not re-releasing that game in some way yeah i mean that just checks out for them in general though like they just don't re-release shit that would clearly sell yeah then we uh we're getting like i think the second standalone princess peach game I think the only other one i can think of is super princess peach on the nintendo ds which i did also play and enjoy Oh, Jesus. Uh, I don't even know anything about this game, really, even though they, they played a trailer. <laughs> All I know is uh, they got some dope costumes for Peach, and it looks great, and uh, the internet is about to do do its thing, you know? So is it is it like a traditional... Is it, it similar to a traditional Mario game, except you're playing as Peach? Or is it is it like the Yoshi games where it's... Well, those are still kind of like Mario games, except you're playing as Yoshi. Is, is, so is it in that vein, or is it something like completely different? Uh, I don't think it's completely different, but it does seem to have like an emphasis on mini games, and I think like the the big thing they're pushing about it, and the thing I'm referring to with the internet doing its thing is Peach seems to have different costumes that will, you know, for gameplay purposes, give her certain abilities. And I think those costumes will dictate the kind of game you're playing. Mm. Because at least when when they show Peach in, like, the Sherlock Holmes outfit, uh, it, it seems to be, like, a lot slower. You're walking around and literally investigating for clues. But then you get, like, the fencing attire on, and then there's actual battles happening, and same with the Kung Fu Peach. It does also huh. seem to have, like sort of a stage play kind of aesthetic to it. Um, so this was just like the initial announcement trailer. It, it wasn't like a big gameplay showcase, so I'm not really sure what the, the game on the whole is supposed to be, other than you could probably largely classify it as a platformer, but that doesn't mean much. Hmm. Okay. But it does seem to be its own thing. I don't think it's going to be very comparable to any mainline Mario game. Hmm. Yeah, it'll now, be interesting to see what kind of reception it gets once it actually comes out. Because I feel like most of those, most Nintendo games that feature any of the main Mario cast recently are always really well done and really well uh, accepted. So it's kind of interesting that they're continuing to branch out a little bit with some of the other side characters getting standalone games. Um, so I'll be, I'll be interested to see how well it's received. Yeah, and I want to point out, too, that, like, you know, rumors have been out pretty recently that uh, people are putting a lot of stock in that Nintendo is showing off the next version of the Nintendo Switch to developers. Um, like, literally the next console, the Nintendo Switch 2. Hmm. Supposedly they are demoing it to people. So a lot of people think that they're holding off on a lot of big stuff until that console comes out, because we could very well see if it doesn't come out this year, it could be announced this year for a holiday next year. And that's when we'll probably see like Mario Odyssey 2 or whatever the next Mario game is going to be. Um, so but but with that, like 
with this direct, you know, there was a lot of remakes that they showed off. Like Mario versus Donkey Kong is a remake of a game on the Game Boy that continued through the DS. Uh, they showed off uh, remasters of the original Tomb Raider trilogy. There's a remaster of Luigi's Mansion 2 uh, and then the Paper Mario remake and then the Mario RPG remake. It's a lot of stuff and it's a lot of Mario. But but at the same time, they announced F-099, which is the next and I think third version of this 99 player massive multiplayer kick that Nintendo was on because there was there was Tetris 99 and there was Mario 99, I think, and others of Zero 99. And like, guys, I I appreciate the bone you occasionally throw me, but like, can you just make an F-Zero game? Right. Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, we've been sitting on our hands waiting for Metroid Prime 4. And like, I mean, okay, Metroid's a little bit of a different case because we did have Metroid Dread. They're using that character. But like, F-Zero hasn't had a new game in a pretty long time. Any Star Fox game that came out recently was lukewarm to bad. There's just there's a lot of characters and a lot of properties that Nintendo owns first party that they could be using that's rarely seen outside of Smash Bros. And I, and I got to be honest, as much as the Mario games are consistently polished and, and Mario is ubiquitous enough of a character that he could do literally anything and it not be weird because Nintendo just knows what they're doing. I'm getting kind of fucking sick of Mario. Yeah, I don't think that's a hot take. <laughs> No, I don't think so either. Like, I'm going to keep playing the games because, again, they are good. They're very good. I just wish that they would they would get a little bit deeper into the, the very wide cast of characters that they actually have. Yeah. My half-assed internet research is showing that potentially the last F-Zero game came out in 2003. Jesus Christ. I didn't <laughs> even think it was that bad. I'm not, I'm not seeing one. Because, yeah, I think it would have been on the GameCube earlier than that yeah that's um not great yeah it's just disappointing it's just uh mario and zelda baby like mario kart is going on for as long as and as strong as it is and you can't pump out one f-zero yeah which is essentially just mario kart except in different vehicles <laughs> yeah so a little disappointing um that's that's pretty much all there was to be a Nintendo Direct. There's some, there's some little fun stuff like they showed off the next Detective Pikachu, some more anime bullshit, right? Um, the trombone game, the funny trombone game, is gonna be on the Switch. I don't even know what that is. Oh, you don't know Trombone Champ? No. It's like I mean it's like Guitar Hero, but for a trombone. Oh, okay. If you, if you could parse okay, what I've that seen means that. No, I've all. seen that. I've seen. I know that. I've seen it. It's like a, a big thing on like TikTok and shit. Yeah, uh, which does actually show some cool functionality with the Joy Cons, because you can like use the the RF reader or whatever on the front, uh, and it'll like sense your hand position, and you could use that as like a trombone, right? Like move it further and away from the Joy Con for it. Sounds pretty huh. cool. That's um, kind of cool. Which, you know, I saw that and I was like, the Joy-Cons are like really underutilized on the Switch, which is also a classic Nintendo move that you you over-engineer a thing and then you make a thing to show how cool and over-engineered your thing is, but then nothing ever makes use of that technology ever again. Mm, yeah. Because like, that was basically Wii Sports when that came out. Nothing really, like not too many games use the motion controls of the Wii to the extent that Wii Sports did. Uh, and the Switch had the same thing going for it with 1-2 Switch, which was essentially the Wii Sports 
uh, stand-in that they didn't package with the console for some reason. However, (laughs) as soon as I said that in the Nintendo Direct, they also showed off a new WarioWare game, which actually did show a lot of really cool functionality for the Joy-Con, which makes sense because WarioWare is essentially the same thing as 1-2-Switch, and it's just a collection of mini-games that you can do whatever the fuck you want 40 times. Yeah. Yeah. It's a game made for the Joy-Cons, and it looks delightful. I think we should keep this um, the streak going of mentioning Nintendo franchises that have been just um, kind of thrown to the curb. Uh, next one is the Earthbound games. <laughs> I think Mother 3 came out in 2006. Yeah, on, and I on think... On the Game Boy Advance or some I think shit. that one... I, I think Mother 3... Or Mother 1. I don't actually know because I haven't played any of them. One of those has never been released in North America. Oh, Jesus. I would say, I was... Star Fox did have a game that came out recently, but I'm pretty sure, like you said, it wasn't good. Yeah, it came out to very little fanfare. Is that Star Fox Zero? Maybe. Oh my god, that was... No, that was in 2016? Yeah, because I think it was a 3DS title. Star Fox 2 came out in 2017. I don't even know. what What is that? <laughs> oh, that's just like a remake of the 8-bit game. Mm. It looks like. But yeah, I mean, if you're not Pokemon, Mario, Zelda, or uh, Fire Emblem, like, not a whole lot of... I mean, Pikmin kind of gets some love. Kind of. Yeah. Animal Crossing, I guess. I don't know. They, the other thing is, uh, they just have so many franchises that obviously some are going to get kind of like pushed by, you know, pushed aside. But to just completely discontinue some of them is kind of crazy because they're characters that people still like. And the games, I think, would sell if you made a good one. Yeah, I think it's just weird how much some of those characters remain actively in the lexicon, you know, just by nature of being in Smash Bros. Yeah. Like, like Captain Falcon, I I don't I don't know the math on this, but Captain Falcon has been a character in Smash Brothers longer than he has been a character for F Zero. You know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's been in. Well, yeah, it's like he's been in Smash longer than almost as long as the gap between F Zero games. Right, and it's kind of the same with Star Fox. Like, I think Fox has had more games over the years since F-Zero, but it's but it's kind of the same thing. Like, Fox and Falco are two of the most prominently played Smash Brothers characters, and it almost feels like they are more of a feature of Smash Bros. than they are their own franchise. Yeah, that's very interesting. Cause you could, and I so, mean, I mean, you mentioned oh. things like Animal Crossing, but uh, Animal Crossing has only been, like, a recent addition of Smash Brothers. Yeah, I was trying to think of some of the other... Um, smash bros characters that have been around since melee because uh, like there were there were very few characters in super smash bros uh so i kind of don't count that mm-hmm. that much um i'm looking more at since melee like if you've been in every game since that which i mean every character basically has been in every game since melee i don't think anyone who was in melee wasn't in brawl were they right i think at like, you basically stayed in, unless you were a... Well, yeah, no, because it was only with Ult- or Smash Ultimate where they brought in all these extra characters after the initial roster was set. 
Yeah, I think there were a couple that didn't make it into Brawl, because I think Ice Climbers wasn't in Brawl. No. Something like that. Also, how the fuck are Ice Climbers in Melee? Like, what? <laughs> Who is asking for that? Unless it's really popular over in Japan, which it might be. Because that's what, oh, I think, influenced a lot of those earlier characters, is, like, what were still popular game franchises over in yeah, Japan. Ice Climbers is barely even a franchise. I think they just had, like, the one game on the NES, and then they just stuck around. At least when they put uh, Pit in Brawl, that led to, like, a reboot for the Kid Icarus franchise. Yeah. Yeah, that was what was kind of cool with uh, Brawl and F- 4, was it kind of revitalized... It, it had the opportunity to revitalize some franchises. Um, oh, fuck, I was... I, I forgot Kirby's in... <laughs> Kirby's in Smash. But Kirby's been getting some games, so that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, Kirby stayed fairly active. Um, Even had uh, uh, a new mainline game release on the Switch not too long ago. Which I'm pretty sure people who've played it said it was good. It's not my kind of thing, so I probably won't play it, but, you know, that's at least a solid game. Yeah. Uh, Going back, there's one other thing I want to talk about during the Direct, and that's there's this game that I don't think I know how to pronounce but it's like Ayudin Chronicle 100 Heroes. Um, and, and it's a game like now in the almost long-standing tradition of trying to ape the visual aesthetic of Octopath Traveler and failing. Uh, well, there were games that have tried to do that before, right? Like Octopath wasn't the first game to do that sort of chibi JRPG realistic kind of combo art style. Uh, I don't know. They might have been. Were they? I thought there was uh, a a uh, what is uh, uh I just said it the game with all the knights in it. Uh, Fire Emblem. I thought there was a Fire Emblem game that did something or a or a. Uh... Nope. I think I'm getting it confused with just <laughs> Octopath. I don't know. Maybe. Um. Yeah. I'm gonna assume that Octopath was the first one to do it like they did, and I just want to point out that like you know oh. Octopath Traveler was. You know, baked in the aesthetic of SNES style JRPGs. So it was meant to be pixel art and leaned heavily into that. All the characters are pixel art and the world is made of pixel art, but you moved through the world as if it was a 3D render, right? So yeah. then here's this game, Ayudin Chronicle 100 Heroes, and and they've still got the pixel art characters, but that's it? And then everything around them is still, like, normal CG. And I just don't think Ew. it works. And I think I think they're missing the point of what the charm of Octopath's aesthetic was. Yeah. Yeah, I'd and, agree. That, that'd be weird. And it just kind of makes it come off as a little cheap. Like, I mean, I'm sure the devs on this game really care about the game and they want to make a really good game and I don't, don't want to dunk on them, like, consistently. But, like... It, it feels like they're just trying to steal it and doing it worse. And and at that point, I don't know why you don't just lean into it and just make a pixel art style classic JRPG. Like we just had an indie, ver- uh, an indie game release a couple weeks ago called Sea of Stars that is exactly that, where it's just leaning into the Chrono Trigger-esque pixel art aesthetic and people fucking love it. And you can't be accused of stealing that if you just do it. Ah, uh, that's see, that's what I was thinking of. That you said it, it was Chrono Trigger. Ah, uh, okay. That and or Braid. 
for some mm. reason. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not the same thing. Yeah, but it had just the. Well, I don't even. How would you even describe Braid's art style? I can't even remember. Would it be pixel? Oh God! Don't I don't just, think it was don't pixel. Don't just search Braid. Jesus <laughs> Christ! No, I think Braid looked more like a painting. You're right. I'm, I'm thinking of kind of just the main character who looked a little eight bitty because of how the game worked. But yeah, no, I get that. I get why right. you think that. You're right. I'm so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm so wrong. Uh. All right, but I think I think that's about all we can talk about on the direct. So let's let's move on to other stuff. Yeah, um, boy. And I'll be honest, this is this is probably gonna end up like a little bit of a shorter episode. I just want to talk about some things. But football's um, back, Chris. Oh, football's back, bro. I, I can't remember if we said maybe we did this bit last time. <laughs> I know we were saying we were back. But yeah, just like football's football. back, in a big way. <laughs> how's how's football? Is there football today? There, yeah, it's it's Sunday, bro. Is there football right now? There is, there is. Is it football you care about? Um, I well, the Colt game's over, and so I'm just watching all my fantasy teams. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, okay. So, I've, so kind of tangentially, I have matured. I so you know that's good, and that I I am now in so many different fantasy football leagues that I'm either playing or going against kind of literally everyone. So anything that happens in a game, I it does not affect me because it was probably good in one league and bad in another. So it's just like, yeah, scratch. <laughs> dang, dang, bro. It has made watching games much more enjoyable because back when I only had like two leagues, you like if the person you're going up against has a player that's doing well, you're just like, well, this sucks. And when your guy's <laughs> not doing well, it's even worse. So just being like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just watching football. It's great. Yeah, I do gotta say, as as somebody not into football, I do kind of appreciate that level of gamifying that just like lets you watch more football and lets you care about things that you wouldn't normally care about. Yeah, because if you if you genuinely like the sport, then yeah, you probably want to watch it more than just once per week when your team plays. Yeah. Oh, I haven't just watched my team in years, and it's been so much more fun. Because honestly, like, I feel like I've told you this before, but like when I watch IU basketball games. It raises my blood pressure so much, I don't feel well. Uh, <laughs> and it used to be like that with watching Colt games, but now since they've sucked the last like five years, I just don't care anymore, which is great. I mean, it's apathy, which is not great for diehard fans, but whatever, who cares? Uh, but now it's just like, oh yeah, I just watch football. It's great, good times. Nice. I just threw in a little football segment <laughs> <laughs> well the last thing i want to talk about for this episode is uh like i mentioned earlier i just finished blasphemous yesterday Ooh, yeah blasphemous what 2. is that i've seen you playing that but i know nothing about that game okay so blasphemous 2 um more so than blasphemous 1 is a metroidvania first of all oh. which which is not a genre that i normally like uh it tends to frustrate me more than i enjoy it uh, be mm -hmm. just because like the tenets of the genre are just like 
yeah, let me play through 40% of this game the entire time knowing that you're going to give me a double jump and you're just choosing not to. And then <laughs> let me play through the next 25% of the game knowing that you're going to give me an air dash, but you just won't give it to me. So you're showing me all these puzzles that I can do later that you're just expecting me to remember to come back to when you finally decide to give me an air dash. Hmm. That's how, that's how I approach yep. Metroidvanias. So I only really play standouts in the genre, such as Blasphemous or Hollow Knight or briefly trying to play Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to say Ori. Ori? Oh, man. The first <laughs> Ori made me so fucking mad. Oh, but I love that game. I love it. But I but I never really... I don't understand the hype behind games like Guacamelee. Oh. You know? Like, yeah. I just didn't think that game was very good outside of its art style. Um I just didn't think it was coasting on that much, which is a little hypocritical to say because Blasphemous is also a series deeply entrenched in its own art style. Because on top of being a Metroidvania, uh, its particular style, A, is pixel art. It's like it's high quality pixel art, not meant to emulate 16 bit, but probably somewhere closer to 32 bit pixel art. Very detailed. And its aesthetic is steeped in Catholicism and Christianity. Oh, so a lot of death. Yeah, and like it makes its own pantheon. It's telling its own story, but it is very clearly inspired by the story of Jesus Christ and uses a lot of the same visual iconography. So a lot lot of harsh martial punishments, a lot of crowns of thorns, a lot of blood. I was going to be like, is Jesus in the game? Kind of, yes. Hell yeah. There, There is, in fact, in Blasphemous 2, like, a Jesus stand-in. There's a whole Holy Trinity stand-in. Um, the, 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 uh, the, like, world, like, their, their version of God is called the Miracle, and the Miracle bestows blessings upon people that pray to it, but these blessings are twisted in almost eldritch ways. Ooh. Um, there's like there's one character in the game, for instance, who like if I understood the dialogue right, which is written in like very, very old timey sort of English. Right. Yeah. Uh, there is a character whose entire thing was basically like, I have this baby and I want desperately to always be able to provide for this baby. And the miracle is like, OK, you have tits now. Feed the baby. Oh. You can lactate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, literally. <laughs> Uh, it's a pretty it's a gross miracle. fucking game. Uh, there's another vendor. There's an NPC in the game where you take all your health upgrades to. So it has like a flask system like Dark Souls because it is also kind of Souls-like-esque. Uh, and yeah. if you go to this NPC, uh, at first she's surrounded by cherubs that are kind of tugging on her. Um, you know, they're like at first I, I interpret it as like, oh, they're trying to get her to go somewhere. There's like four little cherub dudes tugging on her clothes and, and, her, and her shoulders and such. And the more you come back to this NPC and give her health upgrades so that you have a larger health bar or bigger flasks um, or more flasks, um, the the cherubs start to pull a little harder until her skin starts ripping off. Oh, I think I saw a a photo of that when I just And then the more the more you come back and the more you upgrade your health, the more skin she loses until literally the only thing left is a bloody skeleton. It's a very cool game. Uh-huh. And so I, yeah, I kind of just wanted to give it a shout out because it was like a like a quick in and out twenty hour video game, and <laughs> <Quick>. and I, <laughs> well, compared to Baldur's Gate, you know. Yeah, that's fair, but that's a longer game. 
Yeah. I feel like most games that are decently length should be about 20 hours. That's fair. I, I'll be honest. I was expecting a shorter experience from it. That's, um, yeah. And because I was beating my head against a few of the bosses at a certain point, I was just like, okay, can, can we wrap it up and get this over with? <laughs> um, but I also wanted to bring up, I saw on Nexus mods because uh, granted the game's a little bit out for a couple weeks um, and I was mm-hmm. trying to find all the collectibles in the game. So I was like, is there a chance that somebody made a mod that could just show me where the collectibles are? I had no such luck. Instead, uh. I found this dude who released like an HD texture pack for the game except all it was was he added pixel smoothing to the game and it looked like dog shit (laughs) and i and i don't know why you would look at a game like blasphemous that is doing an an obvious aesthetic choice that works for the visuals it's trying to show you and and you say i I can fix that (laughs) and not fix it (laughs) yeah and then make it worse that's like, fucking funny like look it up on nexus mods and, I, and I, I can link you in a second but viewers at home listeners at home go to nexus mods go to blasphemous 2 there's literally two mods for blasphemous 2 right now one of them adds a crt filter and the other one is blasphemous 2 hd and it looks like shit <laughs> that's fucking funny i love i actually love that <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I wanted to, uh, you, you've played a couple of Metroidvanias at least. You played Ori, right? Yeah, I, I played both Ori's. I feel like I played one other one, but I can't remember what it is. Okay. Well, so, so you know that like essentially the thing about Metroidvanias, the thing that they do is, uh, you unlock powers or abilities that allow you to go back to places previously in the game and access areas you couldn't before, right? Yeah. Whether that be for collectibles or accessing entire other uh, sections of the game, stuff like that. Um, now, what Blasphemous 2 does that I thought was really interesting was at the very start of the game, uh, you have to pick from one of three weapons. Uh, and these weapons are like, you know, pretty traditional, like uh, different gameplay styles. Right. So you can either pick a weapon that's really slow, but hits really hard. A weapon that's quick, but doesn't do a lot of damage. And then a balanced one in the middle. And, and so you pick a weapon that essentially sets your gameplay style. Uh, but that's not the end, because then the first section of two sections of the game involves you going around and collecting the other two weapons that you did not choose. Ooh, interesting. Because these weapons, in addition to the movement abilities that you unlock in the second half of the game, the weapons themselves have puzzle utility to them. So while you're playing the game, you can on the fly at any point in time, just hit left bumper and you'll switch to another weapon. So for one enemy, I could be using really fast hitting twin swords and I hit left bumper and then I've got a big swing and flail. And and those are used to solve certain puzzles. Interesting. That's pretty cool. And then in the second half of the game, when you have all three weapons, then you get the the double jump and the slide and the air dash that pissed me off that I'm waiting for. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. And then the other thing that I want to talk about the game does really well, uh, and I'm going to harp on it a little bit. The art in this game is fucking incredible. And I'm not just saying that as a pixel art shill. Um, but something that I think the game does really well, because it is also a Souls-like, is that its world is one cohesive structure. 
everywhere you go in this game is connected on the minimap and you can walk from point A to point B without doing any kind of fast travel. There is fast travel in the game, but you can get there without doing so. And the way this world is connected reminds me a lot specifically of Dark Souls 1, which hmm. is, is a little bit hard to sell if you if you haven't played all the Souls games. But the way Dark Souls 1's world was connected felt better like felt more condensed it felt more realistic the way it was connected as compared to something like dark souls 2 and 3 which could feel a little disjointed at times especially dark souls 2 and then in the background art while you're playing the game because it is a 2d game exclusively there there is no other time that it is not a 2d game but the background art tells a more dynamic story of your progression because in the background you can see for instance um, in the background you'll see a lake and then in the reflection of that lake you can see a city that is not on the other side of the lake it's just in the reflection because that's a hint that the city will appear later and that you can go to that city and while you're just walking from left to right on the map the perspective in the background shifts a little bit until you're like walking around the lake till you get to that city and it'll do that a lot where you'll see something in the background at once and then as you just keep moving left it's actually showing you that you're getting closer to that thing and i feel like i haven't seen uh, visual like landscape storytelling in this style of game before. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. So it's a cool game. You should pick it up. Try, try it out. Look, look at some gruesomeness. Maybe. Maybe. Fair. Do Fair enough. Buy it. Is it I on, mean, is it on Game Pass? It is not on Game Pass. Oof. Oof, bro! I still gotta, I gotta, I gotta play Starfield. <laughs> do you? Do you have to? Uh, I don't know. I kind of want to try <laughs> it, but I don't think I'll like it, honestly, because it just everything I've seen is like it's just the same old shit from Bethesda, and I'm like, great, so it's fine. But yeah, yeah I might, I might pay, I might pick it up. Um, one thing I wanted to throw off you. Or ask you, throw off you? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> um, one thing I was going to ask you, uh, because it comes out tomorrow, I think. Yeah, tomorrow. Are you going to play Lies of P? Uh, eventually. Because uh, it's, it's essentially a... I didn't... I don't think I knew it was a Dark Souls-like game. Yeah. So... Intriguing. I do... I do want to play it. I played the demo and I did really enjoy it. And I think it's going to be a good game, but I think I, I am making the choice to put that on the back burner in favor of other things. Um, because like now that I'm doing blasphemous, the next game I play is going to be finally goodbye. Volcano high. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not memeing. It's not a meme. I'm excited for that game. I want to play that game. You're indie darling. Yeah. Um, but and that should only really be like a six hour experience, I think, from what I've read. Uh, and so I want to get that knocked out. And then I'm probably going to prioritize Cyberpunk over Baldur's Gate for now. Because I, I think that's going to be an easier transition for me. And I really want to try the new Cyberpunk. Um, so the 2.0 update drops in like five days. I think it comes out on Thursday ahead of the DLC. Um, uh. Yeah, so. I, I don't have time for Liza P right now. And uh, since that's like a single player only video game and I'm not too concerned about spoilers for that, I'm pretty comfortable just putting that on the back for now. 
That seems pretty fair. <laughs> so it's a pretty fair take. Yeah, but I will play it. I do want to play it. It's fun. Yeah, well, I, I, I want to see I want that to whale. I want to see what they do for the whale. <laughs> I, it's still just wild to me that it's technically a Pinocchio game. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. What? <laughs> that, no. <laughs> I think the demo is still on Steam if you want to try it out. Oh, I didn't know there was a demo. Yeah. You even get mm. to see Geppetto in the demo. Ooh. Very like, interesting. I'm not, like, the most familiar with the Pinocchio story, but I know that, like, you know, it's got it's got all the big stuff going on. You're Pinocchio. There's a blue fairy. It's got a Geppetto. Um, there's some, some donkey-headed people stuff. What about Jiminy Cricket? Yeah, yeah, you got a Jiminy Cricket. Oh, um, I wow. Think, I think he's also <laughs> a robot. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, because they turned the lying thing into, like, a fourth law of robotics in that game. <laughs> like, it's got it's got Asimov's three laws, and then and then also, but hey, don't forget about rule number four, you can't lie. Uh, so, uh, interest, interesting. But yeah, I, I, I want to try to pick that one up at some point, but I'm kind of like with you. I, I still need to finish Baldur's Gate. I just keep putting it off because I don't want it to be over, but... <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Just start another playthrough. Stop. I'm not Jackson. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna have like 15 Skyrim games going and never finish one. But Hayden, what about the Dark Urge playthrough? I already kind of did that, and it terrified me. Oh dang! After I just murdered someone in my camp that I liked, and I was like, "What? <laughs> what the fuck?" Had no say in it. Just woke up after a long rest, and they were dead. And I was like, "What?" This is bullshit. It's pretty hardcore. I don't understand with that playthrough how your companions aren't just like, we're going to kill you. <laughs> you. You are going to die. But, yeah. Well, that was the only other thing I had. Yeah, well, I think uh, we'll just go ahead and we'll call this episode then. Um, Sick. The next one we'll have we'll have content for, right? <gasps> yeah. We're going we're gonna to do a thing. We're going to do a thing. We're, we're going to do stealing. something. We're stealing more content. Yeah, that thing either won't work out and we'll pivot and do another tier list, uh, or we'll do that thing. It'll be fun, though. Yeah, we need... We're recruiting our third. That's true. No, I would say nothing. You got nothing on that? Jesus. I thought, I thought you were going to go somewhere else. No, I... didn't I, know that was the end of the statement. <laughs> I was thinking of something else to say, and nothing came. So it's like, yeah, here we are. Oh man! Okay, kicking well, off gonna, that rust, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go play my funny teenage dinosaur game. Pervert. Well, all right. Now, now you, now you made it weird. It didn't have to be. Uh, oh, I'm gonna go watch some more football. Yeah. All right. Well, follow us on Twitter at obsession underscore pod. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you like the show, tell a friend. I'm also I'm also shaking the rust off. Because we're back, baby. This this wasn't a good episode. Yeah, it's fine. I'm tired <laughs> of shit, dude. I had no energy in I had no energy in this one. I love that we don't edit this. <laughs> it's true. That'd be more work. Okay, well if you like the show, tell a friend. Tell them to check out a different episode that's not this one. Check out our last <laughs> week episode. Or you know, come back not like last two week episode, last Fortnite episode. But and then and come back when the when we do this next one. Might be next week, might be next two weeks. Who knows? 
But yo, you'll see it in the feed because you can find us wherever podcasts are found, probably primarily on Spotify. Um, And uh, we will see you next time. Bye!